Hmm. We back. We miss y'all. Back up in that thing. Listen to me, people. A man is back on board with us. Damn food is back in the building. What's happening? You got your goddamn weed right now. Put it in the air. God damn it. Coke boy number two is back in this bitch. <laughs> Been a night. Hey, man. Cheers to you, brother. Hey. We miss you, man. Miss you. We miss you, fool. Hey, bro, listen. <clears throat> And I too. It's been a whirlwind of a year. It has been a whirlwind of a year. So much shit is going on. Uh, we losing a lot of loved ones. Um, you suffered a big loss. Um, my heart, as well as the Did You Miss Me fans, um, they heart. We all go out. Our heart all go out to you, brother. We 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 got you in our prayer. No, and I appreciate <clears throat> it got me to thinking about. Um, my buddy Devin. Remember, Devin was a stylist. Make sure I got it. Oh, somebody got over there. Um, remember, Devin was a stylist for Ladies Now Tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Devin Armani, probably the flyest cat I've ever met in my life. The flyest cat. Bearded up, always trimmed to perfection. Haircut, nigga, gear always on a dime. Always together. And just had the heart of gold, bro. Just. You know, whatever you needed, he was that dude. Like, hey, he, you don't even ask him nothing. Like, for instance, if you came on the road with us just for a weekend, he'd be like, hey, man, pull out your fit. Let me see what you got on. Okay. Let me see what you're wearing for the, you know, for the, for the night. Okay. Hey, you know what? That's cool. We're going to switch it out. We're going to put this with that. Mm-hmm. He going to the store spending money for you. Good dude. Right. Buying shit for you. He that dude. Just a good dude. Just a good, solid dude, bro. And... I remember the last time we were together, we did a video together, a funny video of when the barber's cutting your hair and one of the, the guards slip off. And, um, man, like a week later, man, got the phone call. We're getting ready to perform. Me and Bill, we in Ontario, Ontario, California. We're getting ready to perform on a 7.30 show. And I get a, I get, I get a message, hey, I'm sorry to hear about Devin. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Sorry to hear about Devin. I do some more research. It was like he, he was he was in a fatal uh, motorcycle accident. I'm like, no, ain't no way. I'm just listening to a voicemail that he had this morning. Exactly. Right? Ain't no way this is happening. Truth, uh, you know. Sure enough, comes to find out it's true. So I call Bill. Uh, he's in his room. I tell him, man, we cry our ass off before the show. I don't know how we even pulled it off, <clears throat> but we got in there and. Uh, it was probably one of the toughest shows I had to do, you know what I mean, performing with a with a death on, on, on my hand that close, that soon. Yeah. And we had to make preparation to go to um, Cincinnati. That's where it was from. That nasty natty. He was going there and um, going to have his arrangements there. So, you know, we were, everybody's getting things together, you know, getting planning the trips, making sure everything's in order. Mm-hmm. We get there, we see his wife, Kim, you know, everybody's consoling her, and it's people everywhere. All the comedians that he worked with, Gary Owens, uh, uh, me, Bill, Ali Sadiq, Jay Reed, <clears throat> a lot of the cats he had worked with, Tony Roberts. Mm-hmm. So we get to the church, and they say, well, listen, we're going to have the comedians go up. And say, you know, say a word or two. 
We're like, all right, cool. It's about five of us that's going to be speaking. It's people everywhere. They got us sitting like in the choir stand up above the pulpit. So then they're, they called Bill down first. Bill woke up. He was like, how y'all doing? I'm like, this nigga is opening up like he's about to do a set. <laughs> how they doing? They grieving, nigga. I'll tell you exactly how they doing. I can tell you that right now. Our partner day in the suck. They grieving. Everybody all right? No. All right. Hey, man, give yourself a round of applause. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is Billy doing? yourself a round of applause. For who? For what? And just gets into a story about death and is in a set now. Okay. And he ripping. He's ripping. This nigga is ripping at Devin's funeral. He is tearing the roof off he Devin's killing at Dev's funeral. And I'm tapping Ali. I was like, hey man, the nigga's doing a set. He's not giving some words. This nigga is doing a set. I don't know if he's working this shit out, if it's already been worked out. I don't know what the deal is. But the nigga doing a goddamn set. I look at my watch. Bill Bellamy is 15 minutes into his goddamn set. His funeral set. At my homeboy's funeral. <laughs> Does a strong 20, 20 to 25 minute set. Strong. Mm. Finishes up and said, I'm Bill Bellamy. I'm like, nigga. It ain't Def Jam. He did a, he did a clothing. That nigga said, I'll be a better bit. Me and Ali looked at each other like, this nigga right here is really doing the goddamn set. So, out. I mean, it was it was good to shed some light in that little dark period that we was going through, man. So, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we know, we all know what you, what you, we don't know personally what you're going through, but we've experienced it. So we know what that feels like, man. And, and we're just glad to have you back, bro. I'm fucking glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think you was coming back. I said, damn fool is moving to Alaska some goddamn way. But he, he, he getting the fuck yeah. away from people. I, I thought y'all lost me for a minute, too. I said. I thought the world had lost me. It was like, ah. Hey, because listen. I don't know. Here's the deal, y'all. Fool was sending me, like, sporadic texts. Like, hey, big bro, you good? I'm like, yeah, hey, what's up, Rob? You know, you know, filming or with the boys or something. All right. Hit me, hit me when you get a chance. Like, oh, shit. Hit me when you get a chance. Right. <laughs> I'm out of talking off the ledge. What the fuck? Is, hit me when you get a chance. Oh shit! Look at the next text. Hey man, I'm good. Everything's good with me. I'm just you know, you know, just taking this thing. All right, cool. We good to go. Get another text the next day. Hey man, call me. Oh shit! Now yeah. I don't know what his tone is. I'm just reading in which I think the tone is used. But what is this? Two letters, two words. Hey man, call me. Oh shit! <laughs> he about to die. He's about to die some kind of way, cause he just said call me. But man, like I said, bro, just God, glad to have you back, man. Yeah, man, it's 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 a it's a weird thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, first of all, to I just want to say thank you to everybody for all your condolences. It was a lot of everybody was very supportive, and I appreciate that. Uh, did you miss me, family? That is fucked up. I sat here and tried to re-roll it three times. It's fucked up. While you was talking about the story, it, it just couldn't get it right. It's just fucked up. It ain't hitting at all. Yeah, no, not at all. But no, thank you to everybody. I really appreciate that. That's from the bottom of my heart. Everybody was very supportive. The whole Did You Miss Me family, damn fools, you know, 
uh, family, the, 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 just everybody, like all, all my fans and friends. It was just a good outpouring. Everybody showed a lot of support for me during, you know, this time, and I appreciate that. Uh, special shout-out to Jador and Pint. They was ready to fly across the country to come to the funeral and everything. I was like, no, nah, that's not necessary, but I do appreciate it, you know what I'm saying? But it was weird, man. Like, um, you know, growing up, like, without any family, I never really had to deal with any close loss. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never had to deal with, like, you know, I knew niggas that died, but it was like, eh. Like, I knew the nigga, but I ain't know the nigga, no right. nigga. You know what I'm saying? So You'd like, get over it. Yeah, bit. I'd be cool tomorrow. You know, right. like, you you sad when anybody died, but if right. it's a nigga you don't know, you'll be all right Tuesday. You right. Know what I mean? like, <laughs> but for this, it was like, because, you know, and, uh, quick backstory, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the fans of the podcast don't know me. Like that, but like my, uh, I didn't grow up with my mother, you know what I'm saying? Like I was adopted when I was three months old. Uh, it's a long story about all that. We'll get into that another day. But I wound up growing up in like, you know, in the system, child services, group homes, shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. We went through a lot of the same shit. But uh, so I didn't grow up with my mom. I met her when I was like 19. But even in meeting her at 19, it was like we were so much alike. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was funny listening to everybody. It was your first time being face to face at nineteen. Yeah, first time face to face. Had you was, talked to her before then? Mm, oh, no conversation at I all. Knew, I found out about it at thirteen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, that's what I'm saying. This story is so it's so long. We had to go back forever. But yeah, I found out about it at like thirteen. I met her when I was nineteen. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. Even in growing up away from not growing up with her, at the same time, it's like her spirit and her personality was so strong that it it, it rubbed off on me miles away. You know what I'm saying? Like I sat there and I listened to everybody talk about her at the funeral, and it was like they, everybody was talking about how she was um, she was that friend that you was gonna be her friend whether you wanted to or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't gonna let you not be her friend. You know what I'm saying? If it was one thing you wasn't not gonna do, it was not be past friend. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, If if that was what she wanted. You know what I'm saying? And, like, just how she was... Even from the time I met her at 19, she's always been what I considered the glue to the family. I always envision my mom when I see, like... Remember, like, the old school operator? They be like plugging in yeah. things like you know you need to talk to your brother. Did you call your sister? Right. Call your daddy because he been looking for you. Your auntie ain't heard from you in a minute. Like she keeps everybody connected. Right. She's like you know uh, like the central post or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's how I always look at her. And so that was one of my biggest fears when I found out she was you know about to leave us. Is that all of that was going? Who was going to do that now? Like you know what I mean? But it's like I've always noticed that even myself. I'm that same way with my friends. I'm always the one like, hey, man, did you talk to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. You know, we ain't, we ain't call. What's the name? Let's see what's up with dude. Let's call him, see if he went. You know, like, I always trying to keep everybody together, keep traditions up. Let's, you know, once a year, let's get together and do this. Niggas be like, man, get your corner ass out of here. <laughs> it's like, man, come on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so I always been that cat, you know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. where I get it from, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, it was just, it was crazy, man. I got the call. I was with uh, Bill in Atlanta. We was actually in a, um, what's that damn seafood place that nigga love to go to? 
Uh, and we always in, and, and we always go to Papado. Papado's. Yeah, yeah. I used to work it. So we uh, we in there, and I get the call, and it was just like you know. At first, it was kind of like I did. It was a shock. You know what I'm saying? It's like it was weird because it was like I didn't feel any kind of way. So I was kind of like weirded out. Like is something wrong with me? Like why well, I don't feel nothing? And then it's like I stopped feeling bad because I didn't feel nothing. It was weird. So it was just like you know I had to let it process. Then it was like, okay, she's sick, she's in the hospital. Then it was like, I got another call, maybe, I'm trying to explain the situation. Like, if I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Tuesday, you know, like, I might go Thursday. To you know, I might go Thursday, you know, whatever. Like, cause at the time it was just, you know, your mom's sick. <laughs> so then it was like, as I'm figuring it out, I get another call like, from my sister, like, oh, mommy got forty-eight hours. Whoa, that was that was that was drastic. That was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. what the fuck? So now it went from, am I leave? When am I leaving? To no, I'm leaving now. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I had to get up out of here. So I get up out of here and get to the crib, and it's like I get there like right in time. And it was like, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to say some things. It's probably going to bother some people. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's it's, it's 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 just how I was feeling at the time. Like, I was completely creeped out by the whole situation. Like, let's just say. Like, I've been to two funerals in my entire life. Because I know it's going to deal with death like that. I had to, you know, I'd be like, fuck it. You know, anybody know me know I'm not coming to the funeral. You know what I'm saying? They know I'm not going to be there. I see y'all at the house right. afterwards. And, you know, we frying chicken and laughing about the good times we have with this person. I don't want to do the other part. The makes whole sense. concept of a funeral. That makes sense. The whole concept of a funeral makes no sense to me. And it's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to pay a motherfucker to put on an event that's going to make me sad. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, really? You know what I'm saying? Then the walking around, the view, the body shit. Like... None of that makes sense to me. It's like, this is somebody I'm never going to see again. You want you want this to be the last way I see him? Right. And then you want to make me walk around again and do it again? Like, fuck out of here. This is, the whole concept of a funeral just don't make sense to me. So I just never got it. So I get to the hospital, and it's like, you know, you I walk in. It's all fucked up because I see my mom laying there. The machine got her breathing. I know that's pretty much all that's going on. You can tell by looking at it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, ah. So I walk in, and it's like everybody's just standing around, kind of just like staring at the bed. You know what I'm saying? So I walk in, and then we all like, you know, hug everybody, and then, you know, everybody grab hands, and we're just standing there around the bed, and it's like, that's it. We're just standing there. And uh, the baby crying. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't know why the fuck she's even here. This makes no sense to me. And then everybody like, well, why she won't stop crying? Well, because she's in the hospital and her grandma laying right there and won't move. Like, right. this kind of weird for her. I mean, y'all got Harry Potter on the TV, but I'm sure she ain't paying no fucking attention. No. You know what I'm so it's just, that's going on. Then, you know, everybody's standing there and then they're like, you know, and I'm like, so we just going to stay here and wait for it to happen? Right. Like, is this how this works? Like, and I'm serious. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I just don't know. I'm like, is this, is that how you do it? Because that don't make sense to me. Like, I don't want to just stand here and watch. 
know what I'm saying? Like we just was standing there holding hands, looking at the bed. And so I was like, well, let's let's kind of like talk to, you know, like, you know, like. Uh, reminiscing. Yeah, like I know, cause I felt like if it was me and I was laying there, what I would rather hear in the background is my family having a good time and laughing and remembering when we used to have fun. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like not sitting there <clears throat> like, you know, it was just, it was crazy. So I was like, uh, I was just, I was just like, man, I don't know. I wasn't, I, I just can't do this. Now, how many brothers and sisters? It's, it's five of them aside from me. Okay. So, you know, now, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of questions. Well, if you didn't grow up with them, well, where was everybody at? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, these are questions I can ask later on, answer later on Patreon or something. But, my brothers and sisters all grew up in a different place. I grew up somewhere else. So, but it's six of us all together. You know what I'm saying? So we are, and, then, and we all there. Uh, and my father's there. Uh, me and my younger sister had the same father. The four ahead, the four older ones have a different father. So our father is there. Um, their father is already deceased. So we just, you know, we just stand around. I'm like, man, this ain't right. Let's 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 talk. Let's. So we kind of change the mood. We get it switched up. We get to laughing and talking, and you know, remember this time when mommy did this and mommy did that. Because it's like, my mama is probably like she's one of the most possessive, overbearing, <laughs> uh, insensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, like, but loving and, com- like, she's, it's like she's all those things, but she's one of the greatest people you'll ever meet, you know what I'm saying? But it's her way or no way, you know what I'm saying? Like, if my mama, if, if I'm going to Alaska, nigga, and she need a ride to New York, I'm supposed to stop, turn Alaska. around, and go. I'm it's halfway in Alaska. Nah, I give a fuck. Turn around, come, come back, get your mama, and drive me to New York. Then you can always go back to Alaska. That's her, that's her thing, yeah. <laughs> that's my mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Three in the morning. Baby, what you doing? In the bed. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> well, listen, um, I need you to come take me to the grocery store. Now? Where, where's one open at? At three? First of all. Second of all, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, me and my mom had a very f- strange relationship. Like, that was our way of, like, she really know goddamn well I wasn't finna get up and go nowhere. But this is her way of calling me and talking to me. But would she I'm be serious? Yo, no, she's serious. Oh, she's serious, though. But she know I'm not finna do it. It's right. just, you know, I'ma still try. And this is my way of fucking with him. And we gonna have some dialogue. And this is gonna be, that's our, that's our thing. Right. Mommy, you know goddamn well I'm not getting up and coming over there. Baby, you get on my nerves. You don't never want to do nothing. You always want something weird at th- at four in the morning. You know what right. what like my mama called me one night at like two thirty in the morning. I answered the phone like, "Mommy, what's up? Everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. Kinda. Uh, I'm just trying to decide whether or not I'm gonna let your daddy come over here or not." Oh shit! I said three, two, three, three, five, nine, nine seven, seven, three, four. She was getting somebody over there too. She was getting somebody over there too. That's exactly what my daddy. She was doing. 
So I'm like, Mommy, you just call me at two in the morning to tell me that you, you, I'm you got baby. a booty call on the if way. If I want to let your daddy come. Oh, I said, like, so where he at? Oh, he on the 79th Street bus headed over here. Oh, he already in route. Yeah, route. What you mean you trying to decide? The decision's been made. He didn't decide it. He on his way already. Like, this is the kind of stuff we talk about. Right. You know, my mama would do some shit like call you. 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning and want to tell you how you was conceived. You're like, hey, man, I don't want to hear this. This ain't a conversation for my... Call my auntie and talk about this shit to her. Yeah. But, you know, so that's that's her. But it, it, it's so... She's also very... Uh, she's very vain. You know, that I, I know. I guess that's where I get that from. Like, my mama was... Like, she was laying in the hospital bed talking about, uh, y'all need to comb my hair. Before anybody come in here and see me, like the people from the church coming by, right. I don't want them to see, see me. me like this. Hey, you about to get up out of here in forty-eight hours? <laughs> I think you need to stop worrying about what your hair looks like <laughs> and just know, chill out. She like, no, fuck that. Fix me. Knock this out. So we like, hey, right. you know. But that's my mama, and uh, all of that is like, I love all of that about her. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so uh, we had. We sitting there talking and laughing, and then my auntie gets there. And this is like one of those old, you know. Is your mama older sister? This is my mom's best friend. Mm -hmm. So my family has a habit of making somebody auntie and uncle. Mm -hmm. You grow your whole life up thinking that this one for your auntie, then you get grown to find out this really your mama's friend's friend sister. Goddamn right. And But you've been calling her Auntie Cheryl mm-hmm. since she was two. Yeah. So, yeah, it's plenty of them. Right? Black Gal had a friend named Marshall Lynn. <laughs> Marshall and Marshall Lynn, Lynn was cross-eyed. That like a football player. Yeah, Marshall Lynn was a light-skinned crackhead and it was Black Gal's best friend. And that's Marshall right. Lynn, she used to tell me, that's your nanny. That's your auntie. That's your, that's your auntie. And I didn't know no better. I'm eight. I'm eight, eight, uh, Nanny Marshall Lynn. My grandmother overheard me one day <clears throat> calling Marshall Lynn, Lynn Amy, and she had been drinking that bumpy face gin. Mm, she wasn't going. And she was already turned. She wasn't oh, trying to act. She said, boy, what the fuck you say? I said, I was talking to Auntie Marshall Lynn. That ain't your motherfucking auntie. That bitch smoked crack. <laughs> I know who your daughter. As I drink this bumpy face. As I drink this bumpy face, but I'm like your daughter smoking with her, like they're best right. friends. That's, That's what they funny. do. Yeah, they like the adopters. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Black people are adopters. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, but you know, we all got the mood kind of up, and she's a what I like to call a Bible thumper. Oh yeah. So she comes in. She starts at the gate. She start at the door with the down south mm. wailing oh, Jesus. Fire and brimstone. Mm. Oh, Lord, let your will be done. I said, oh, here we go. Here Y'all in church here? Y'all in church? No, nigga, we're at the hospital. <laughs> we're at the hospital around the bed. She's trying to sing her to death. Oh, she comes in. Nigga, my mama is now at 36 hours to go. She has not been conscious since I've been in the room. When Smarty started that shit, I saw my mama go, Oh, my God. I am not lying. I just got to get started. 
Hey, bro. Hey, bro. She your mama said. She responded to nothing all night. She got that off. When that shit came, she was like, mm. I was like, yeah, me too, nigga. Shit. I mean, she's and everybody starts bawling again. Oh, it's bad. And it's like, it's the most contradicting prayer ever. Because she comes in the door with the, Lord, let your will be done. Your heart is in your hands, whatever you want to do, Lord. Then 10 minutes later, Lord, we want you to heal her. But you just told him. You just told him he could do whatever he wanted to do. Whatever he wanted to do. Now you're giving him instructions. Now you're going to tell him how to work it out. Like, make your mind up, auntie. Right. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm through. I can't take no more. I need to leave, okay? I'm not the most religious person in the world anyway. But and this is just too much. It's like it's too slavish. Right. It's, it's just out of control for me. Like, I'm it's just, slavish. It's just, I'm just waiting for the red van to walk in. Like, oh, where is everybody? I don't want. Oh Lord! It's just so like. Uh, right. So I was like, all right, I gotta go. So I go out in the hallway and I'm chilling. Now they all, you know be thinking I'm an atheist anyway. So then when I get, oh, Kevin don't like to be around. I was like, I ain't got no problem with the church. I just ain't got time for the theatrics. Right. Like all of the extra praying. And right. Like, you know, she on the flow and, you know, you just lied to God. Right. <laughs> I don't even want to be Knock in the room off. with you. You just, you just pretty much lied to the man. Told him to do what he wanted to. Then was like, ah, wait, don't, don't put it on there like that. Like put that. it on there like this. So I was just couldn't. It was just too much. So then we're dealing with this. I'm like, okay. So I leave, um, and then uh, we. Uh, I'm on my way back to the hotel. That's when I get the call. As I'm on my way home to the hotel, I get the call. Like, okay, she's like, she just she's gone, and I'm like, fuck. Now it hits me because now it's all setting in. Because like, okay, this is real. It's like, you know, it was the whole, ah, she gonna be all right, she gonna get up. You know, we making jokes, like, hey, mommy's stubborn as hell. Mommy ain't ready to go, she ain't going. We don't care if Jesus say so. Like, you know, we all, but it was that time, and she was ready. And the thing was, like, she had already told my sister, and um, me and her talked a year or two ago. Um, I think she knew she was sick then because she was telling me like if something happened like I don't want no no chemo and now that I think back about it the fact that she was so specific like I'm sure she did know because she was like if something happens like I don't want no chemo I don't want that poison in my body then she repeated the same thing to my sister a couple days before she left her out of here so I know she already knew and the fact that she went out that she was so gangster about it like this is how I want to go you know what I'm saying? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I want to go out this way. It's like you couldn't help but respect that. You know what I'm saying? So I actually had a relief more so coming back to the hospital with her being gone than when she was on the machine. Like when I walked in the room and seen her and she was just gone, I was able to deal with that better than I was dealing with Watching the machine. Because you're you helpless. Cause, you and, can't and do anything like, for her. Her mouth wide open. She looks like in pain. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like it's peaceful. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like let's go forward. And 
that's when shit fucking started crumbling like a goddamn cookie. Because for some reason, when black people, when we lose somebody, we lose our goddamn mind. Oh, it went nuts. Now, I'm still processing everything. I'm dealing with certain things because it's like, I'm dealing with the, I'm dealing, I'm going to be completely honest here, like 100% transparency. I was dealing with like several different emotions. Now, this is a woman that gave me up for adoption when I was three months old. You know what I'm saying? There was no explanation or none of that. I didn't find none of this information out. I still don't know everything. I know bits and pieces. So part of me is hurt that she's gone. Part of me is upset because there's questions that are not going to be answered. Another part of me feels like this motherfucker left me again. Mm. Um, so there's anger. Um, part of me is is upset with myself for having these other feelings other than disagree. You know what I'm saying? I'm mad at myself. Like, how how dare you be mad right now? Or how dare you feel these feelings now? Like, you should only feel this. Mm. And it's like, you know, well, this is the truth. This is my truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, I got a lot of different feelings, and that's why I was telling everybody it was hard, and I was trying to process it, and because everybody was calling and texting, and it's like, "Yo, fool, what up, man?" Right. You know, <clears throat> now nah, I don't want to talk right now because I don't even know what to say. Right. I don't know how to say. I don't know what to say, where to say. I just don't. I'm, I'm lost right now. I was in a dark place, and I just wanted to be numb for the moment. Then it was like, you know, it seemed like when you lose somebody. Everybody want to make you crack. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, everybody want to make you crack. Right. No matter how strong you're trying to be, everybody wants to get it about you. you know? And that, that's why I kind of fell back. I knew I was like, everybody's going to be bombarding this guy with a bunch of phone calls, a bunch of texts. I'm going to let it breathe for a minute, and then I'll get back with him. But what we're going to do is right now, we're going to take a break. And we're going to come back on the other side and finish up with more Did You Miss Me. I'm D-Lay. This is your boy, Damn Fool. Did You Miss Me. This is different people, Patreon subscribers, we've been watching y'all, y'all been watching us, we've been making moves for y'all, you know why? Because we won't give y'all exclusive shit, because y'all deserve it, why? Because y'all are investing in us! Let me tell you what we got, Patreon. Uncut, unadulterated stories that'll never, ever, ever hit the airwaves. Just y'all ears and eyes will be able to view it. So guess what, people? $20 subscribers, we thank y'all. $2 subscribers, come on now, come on, you got to come on now. I know you're getting money now. You know how I know? We're going motivating you motherfuckers to get the money. So come on, people. Drop that bread off on us. Damn food is in this bitch. He dropped, he's sprinkling tidbits of motherfucking unadulterated juice in you bitches life. What y'all doing? $2 subscribers, come on now. Step that bitch up. $20 subscribers? Man, what's in two for y'all? I wish I could. I want to tell you right now. But you can't. I can't. I can't tell you. They got to see it. They thought I was dead, bitch. I'm still here. Don't tell me. Don't you say See, that's another goddamn story. Subscribe. Dead man, dead man walking. Ask for that story. Dead Nigga, for all y'all that's been asking, there he is. He's still around. He's Dave Rucker has not left the group. Hey, man, we're back, and uh, Damn Fool is sharing uh, his experience over the last few weeks and, uh, and, and, and giving us a download of exactly what's been going on in his life. Fool, take us away, brother. Well, yeah, I just, you know, basically, bro, I just retreated. You know what I'm saying? And I realized. After a while, like it had been almost two months, I was gone. 
like I just kind of retreated into my own little shell, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like of not wanting to feel nothing because it was too much to take on. Like I had never dealt with that much pain or that much at one time. And then it was like it wasn't helping that the family wasn't really taking it well. And it was there was chaos kind of, you know what I'm saying? Um, because the funeral directions, everybody was... You know, I'm like the first night after my mom passed, we all got together. We at the house drinking and talking. You know, we smoke weed on the porch. You know, we you know doing what the niggas do after people die. Question. Pull it in the end. Question. Do you have any grief coke? I don't. You have no grief coke. I don't. You taking this all on the chin? I'm taking it all on the chin. I'm no drugs. Wow. You goddamn. Because I was scared. I was like, you may overdo I'm not it. doing no drugs. You're going to overdo it. You don't know the level. You don't know the stopping point. Yeah. And I, I'm, I might get going and not stop because I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like when you're dealing with death, it's like it's a lot. When you're dealing with it that close, it's like I said, I've dealt with it but at a distance. But dealing with it that close, like you deal with a lot of different feelings. It's that grief. Then it's like being faced with your own mortality. That was something that kept popping into my own mind, you know, uh, looking at my age and, you know, what I had accomplished so far and what I want to do. Just just a lot of things just on your mind, you know what I'm saying? It's like it started becoming too much, and I'm not the best at dealing with what's in here. I'm a, more of an escape. How do you cope with that? People. If you, ever, if you ever notice, that's part of it, exactly. being on stage, being in the comedy club. If you ever notice, as my anybody that's friends with me notices, I'm never by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do it alone. Right. Because when I'm alone, I have to go inside of here and deal with what's in here. If I'm around people, I can stay out here and deal with what's out here. I'm the total opposite. I got everybody I'm, but I'm the total around. Opposite. That's crazy. Kick it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why sometimes, just like my mama, I can be a bit overbearing. Because, and it's sometimes I have friends who take it like, you know, uh, like they not as, like they not special, but that's not the truth. Because it's like, that's why I called you first, because I'd rather be over there with you. But if you don't answer, I'm going somewhere else. It's like sometimes I treat my, I do my friends the way uh, niggas do girls. You know how you wake up in the morning, you send out that hey text to five people, five chicks. I'm just saying, well, hey, what you doing, bro? Oh man, I got something with the. All right, well, all right, I'll catch you later. Hey, because I need to find somebody. Because I'm, I know the next. I can't spend this next couple hours. And I felt bad too, because I was like, God damn, I just, you know, got into the groove of the boys, and got them how I wanted them, and I was like, Yeah, no, no, no. Damn, you know what I mean? It's like at the same time, I'm like, I know he needs a breather, but I know he know he needs to hear from me. Right. And yeah, and 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 I was coordinating. Me and Billy were talking. Uh, Jador. Pine, we were all coordinating uh, and, and conversing about, you know, how you were doing. Everybody was, you know, everybody had a, a hand on you. You know what I mean? So exactly. it wasn't like you were. No, it was cool. And far reaching. Because it's, it's weird because it's like you want to talk about it, but you don't. But then it was it was like I wanted to be around my friends, but then I didn't want to talk about it while I was around them. I just wanted to be around. Like, my closest friends, like even Bill was like, when we were still in Atlanta, he was like, man, what, what you want me to do? I said, just be Bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, be the nigga I see every other time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know there's something going on, but just continue to just be yourself. 
don't, because it's like when I go over here with my family, I got to be sad. I got to deal with this. So when I come around my friends, I'd rather just have some normalcy. Same thing with trying to get on stage. Like, I was trying to get on stage. I wasn't really ready for that, though. Like I thought I was, you know what I'm saying? You tried it? Mm-hmm. Broke down. I had a great night the night of the funeral. Like that You performed night, the night of the funeral? That night I had a show. How? It was amazing, though. But that's because my that. whole family came. Oh, y'all, like, the family needed that. It was a t- like, the, this was the first time that everybody was there. Like, I've always, you know, had my little issues about them not being at the shows or them not being as supportive as I might like. But that night, everybody was there, and I showed out. Like, I, 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 on purpose, you know what right. I'm saying? One, because I know, had my mama been there, she would have been there. And to see them all there, she would have been like, baby, go in their mouth. Because they think you're playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like a lot of times they think I'm just doing this shit for fun. It's right. like, nah, man, I do this here. And if you come and check it out, you'll see why. I'm the real deal. You know what I'm saying? But that night was, was great because everybody came. But, you know, after that, it was hard. It was like I couldn't get back up there. Because then it, it went from I'm doing this show from my mama to... If my mama was here, she'd be right there. And I came to nigga. I did a show in since in Cleveland. <laughs> I didn't. I had three nights. The first night, I didn't even make it to the show. I just hid in my room. They came knocking on the door. I hid in the room. I got in the closet just in case they came inside. Like it was bad, cause like I was just terrified. You wasn't going out. I wasn't getting on that stage that night. The next night I went up, but it wasn't that great. You know what I'm saying? The last night just was me up there talking. I didn't really get into any jokes. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was worried about, like me just getting up there and breaking down and getting too serious or something like that. So that's what it, I just, and then I, so after that, that's when I really retreated. It was like, oh, I'm gone. I'm going to my little corner. I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to see nobody. I'm not booking no shows. I'm just chilling. I'm, I was just drinking myself to sleep every night. What you drinking? Saying, oh, I'm drinking Jameson all day. Jameson all day. You wake up at what time? I'm waking up drinking it. What time do you get up? <laughs> when my body get up. Whenever. Because I'm up all night. You know what I'm saying? I got my son there with me, so I'm trying to regulate the hours. So I'm like, he's my, he's my drug. So that's why I ain't needing no drugs because mm. he's there. He's right there. So it's like every that he's the, he makes me the happiest in the world out of everything that I deal with. So when that when he's around, pff, I'm good. But then it's like I'm not sleeping. So when he go to sleep, I'm up looking at the ceiling. Plus we staying at my mama's house because I ain't got no crib in Chicago no more because I sold the house. So I'm out here. And the white girl still didn't give you the money. We'll talk about that later. You owe him. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> you owe my goddamn friend. You think we forgot about you? <laughs> you think we forgot about that goddamn money. We want that money. So, uh, we staying at the house. So, nights for me are terrible. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my son, he really don't know my mama like that. So, he he's only fucked up because he see me fucked up. So, you know, once he go to sleep, which he has no problem doing. I'm up all night creeping through the house, 
You know what I'm saying? I'm raccooning it. I'm all in the refrigerator. Just trying to find something to do to distract myself. Right. Yeah. Finally, I just started hitting the streets. You know what I'm saying? That night. And I'm just going out walking, drinking. You know what I'm saying? Walking. Come back, sit on the porch and drink. You know what I'm saying? Because I just don't want to be in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just was weird for me. Go through that shit for a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? It just was It just was a lot of up and down and up and down. You know, uh, the first night after she passed, that night, my my, aunt, my sister and my brother get into an uh, altercation at the house. It, it kind of throw me off because I, I couldn't believe it. Like, to see them the way going at it, the way they are, they were. Then it kind of made me help me realize that there's something been going on between them for years that I don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Um, found out some things about myself as far as, like, feelings that I had or issues that I thought resolved were resolved that weren't. Um, new issues that I didn't even realize were there. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I'm very protective of my baby sister. You know what I'm saying? But more so in a way like she's just my sister. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing about our family is we don't do the whole stepbrother, stepsister shit. Everybody's one. You're my brother, you're my brother. But, like, I feel kind of... I found out that when I, when it comes to her, even the way I speak, when I talk to my other brother and sister, I'm like, well, I'm finna go with my sister. Like, she's their sister, too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I never really noticed I was like that, but I am. Because that's the only thing I got that's, like, one... that's all the way around, besides Samaj, you know what I'm saying? It's just like we got the same mama and daddy. We like my, if you see my sister, she look like me with a fucking wig on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same person. You know, like that's my that, and that's my baby sister. So that's how I am about it. So I was more so defensive of her and not seeing the whole picture in the argument. So I was ready to jump down. My brother throwed and fight everybody in the house because it's like you know y'all if y'all fucking with my little sister. Right. Then I realized you know well, baby girl, you know on being the nigga on the outside looking in, you could have did this or that to handle this better. Now my sister on the other hand, she's used to me always being on her side. So for me to not be a hundred percent on her side this one time in her mind was complete betrayal. And like the whole argument flipped, and it was like, "Whoa, wait, why you why you trying to kill me?" Like, right. like she was on my ass, and it's like, I see where I stand. I was like, "Wait, no, it ain't like that," you know. So it got, you know, it's like emotions are flying. Y'all, all, all this is going down at your mama's house. Yeah, emotions are flying. Now my brother, he mad. Oh man, she talking to me. Now my brother, he's a he's one of those people who believes in order and hierarchy. He kind of has this, I'm the big brother, y'all supposed to listen to me type thing. And it's like, well, nigga, we all grown. Like, <laughs> you are our big brother. Oh, Everybody's in the door. We kind of grown, big bro. Like, yeah, yeah. So it was like, it was kind of like that. It was like, so, you know, and it just kept escalating. Like, it started with my brother and my sister, then my brother's kids started getting loud with my sister. and even though she they auntie, they about the same age, you know what I'm saying? So they started, oh, well, y'all might tell us what to do, and we have, this my daddy, and 
I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Who, who watching y'all? Who, who doing this? Wait, how did who? What? What? And I'm, I'm, and then it went from that to. Well, get the fuck up out of my sister face. Like, now it's like back about my sister. Cause it's right. like, you know, so it just was escalating and moving and moving and moving and moving. Until finally I kind of like stepped back out of it and watched it. And I started to evaluate and I realized everything that was going on. I said, okay, my brother, in my opinion, has a problem with the fact that as the big brother, the oldest, out of all of us, he probably got his shit together the most. He's not registering why his mama would leave all of the arrangements and everything in the hands of our baby sister. Why am I not in charge? That's all I hear when I hear him talking. He's not saying that specifically, but it's context clues. The things he's saying, what he's where he's, his conversation is going, that's what he's saying. That's what he's upset about. That's what I hear. You know what I'm saying? My little sister, I hear her saying, basically, I'm not a kid anymore. And I need y'all to understand that and respect that. And even the nieces and nephews, they like the same thing. Everybody's jockeying for who they are right now in their position because, you know, the central is gone. My mom, she's gone. So all of this would have been deadened immediately had she been there. It wouldn't even start it. But she's not there. So now everybody's asserting who they are. You know what I'm saying? I'm Where are the elders? We everybody there. Y'all are elders. the elders. So yeah, that's it. Like my ain't aunt, nobody older than y'all. Like my auntie and them not there. So my oldest brother is probably fifty. Uh, then it's like trickles down from there. You know what I'm saying? So the kid, the, the nieces and nephews I'm talking about, they all about twenty five, twenty. You know, my sister probably about twenty six, twenty seven. You know what I'm saying? Even like when they talk to like, you know, she a baby. She don't know what she's doing. That's not a baby. She 27, she's 27 years old yeah. with two kids. And baby, she got babies. Like, you got to not stop saying that. Even when, like, even the way we talk to her, like I started noticing, like even myself, like we call her baby girl. Every, like that's, I've been calling her that since like forever. I've never called her anything. I'll never call her by a name. It's baby girl, baby girl. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Well, I call a black girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always called, like, that's why I've always found it funny that you call black girl. Black, black girl. Because I've always called, like, you know, I used to always say that to my little sister because she's dark skinned. But, like, in a way, like, you know, hey, black girl, like, be, be proud of it, kind of, like, so, because she used to have a problem with it when she was younger. You, just, you brought up black girl, and it, just, it made me think about my grandmother's funeral. <clears throat> my grandmother. Whenever my grandmother died, um, you said whenever she died, like she did it every. Yeah, day. she did it every every other week. She died. <laughs> when my grandmother died, <laughs> she um, she decided to get about it. <laughs> she uh, she paid her 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 rent up for the month, everything up for the whole month. And at that time, I had moved out. I was pretty much on my own doing what the hell I wanted to do. And I remember going back to the house, and it was empty. And it had a smell in there. And I was like, the 
that smell? Then I heard some water come on. What the fuck is going on? I go and I'm walking, I'm creeping towards the door. As I'm almost at the door, the door open, it's black hair. She been in there smoking crack. She decided, since her mama paid up the rent for the whole month, she was just going to have a crack party for the whole goddamn month. A crack party. You know how niggas have weed party? A crack party. Nigga, ain't nobody down here in the bitch hey, turning up. Crack smells horrible. It's, it's terrible. It smells like death. It's terrible. Black hair in that light that bitch I've up. I've lived in a crack. It smells terrible. Oh, I hate if you crack want to smell. know what crack smells like, buy a mystic, a grape mystic. Take the top off. As soon as you pop it, just sniff the top of the, of the top. That's exactly what crack There you go with crack. Smell like death. And that mystic smells the same way when you first opened it. That's why I stopped drinking. But I'm going to go and land this thing, because mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about this all night. But it's like, it just started getting crazy. Because it's like, you know, you see movies and you hear families or people talk about, me and my grandma and dad, everybody went crazy. You be like, that ain't going to never happen in my family. <laughs> That's the first thing that happened. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. This ain't us. <coughs> so, you know, it just, it got to the point where I had to kind of like calm everybody down and kind of like be that person, be my mama for a second. And like, hey, everybody needs to understand everybody. Y'all need to understand her and where she's coming from. She's an adult and she has ways she want to do things. So I started because she wanted everybody to leave but didn't know how to say, hey, I'm tired and I want everybody to leave because she knew we all of us, who all of us have a little bit of our mama in us, I wouldn't be, wouldn't take it the right way. Well, you want us to leave? Shit, that's fucking funny. You know? Like, so she didn't know how to say it. So when she finally did say it, 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 it went exactly how she thought it would go. Everybody was kind of like, then it went from that to, well, fuck it, the motherfucker ain't got to tell me to leave. I'll leave. It's like, wait a minute now. And it wasn't like that. So then it just... You know, and it's like, you know, but it's it's every it's it's all of us having a little bit of her inside of us because it's like that's how we all would. She knew how we was how everybody was gonna react. You know what I'm saying? Whereas me, I'm like, hey, nah, what? You want everybody to leave? I will tell these niggas to go. <laughs> hey, man, everybody, she wants somebody in now. Come on, grab shit, somebody. Hey, clean that up, grab that. Let's get the fuck about it. Ah, oh, man, motherfucker, want me? Ah, oh, nah, man, don't start that shit. Grab the shit. Let's get, the, you know. Right. But then it just went from there into a whole other shit. So it's like, okay, listen, hey, this is what it is. Y'all grown, we get it. Baby girl, you not a kid no more. I get it. Hey. Big brother, you are the big brother. You know a lot more than the rest of us know. We get that. Everybody understands everybody's position. But this is who's in charge of this situation. Because it started, it turned into an argument about the funeral. And really, that's what I wondered about. You know, now, granted, I told you, my mom was a very <laughs> overbearing, uh, very just like, she, she, she does it big. Because even her funeral request. Now, me and my mama had a talk a long time ago. Just to show you what type of relationship me and my mama had. I can talk to my mama. I can be. One thing I loved about my mama is I could be 100% myself. 
ain't never had to curve who I was. Like, and it wasn't disrespect. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I ain't saying that. It's just she let me be me and talk how I talk and be myself around her instead of being like, you know, I was still respectable though. But my mom had told me before she passed, this was a couple years ago, she was like, um, just to show you <laughs> how possessive this woman is, she told me, yeah, baby, when I die, uh, I want y'all to cremate me and get me put in these little necklaces. So y'all could wear them, and you could take me everywhere with you, everywhere you go. When I die, I said, "Mommy, I don't take you everywhere with me now that you're alive." What makes you think when I die, I'm gonna want to take you everywhere there? So we laughing about it, right? And she's like, "No, nah, boy, it's just." I was like, "Mommy, that's not. That's a constant reminder." I was like, "You just go. You just go force your way into my life." I said, "You sure you want to go with me everywhere?" <laughs> I said, everywhere. I'll be in some shit, mama. I'll be in some places, mama. I say, I say, now you imagine that I'm out with a young lady and the night goes well. <laughs> I have a good night and I go back home with this young lady and now we doing the thing and I'm over this young lady and all I see is you dangling between me and her and while I'm huffing and puffing on top of her. My mama just flapping back and forth on the chain. Mm. I said, that's not right, mama. I don't want that. Or I'm, you know, I got my face somewhere it shouldn't be. Now the chain all down. And, and you might wind up in some terrible places. I'm like, let's not do that. So see, we laughing about it. So <laughs> the funeral comes up, right? My mama decides. She, she wants to get cremated. This is a vanity coming in. Because, baby, I don't want nobody to see me. All swole up like that. <laughs> uh, no, nah, uh, your mama be fly. I won't. I, you know, I, I ain't going for that. Cremate me. You know what I'm saying? And put up my good picture. You know that picture where I got with my shoulder out like that. <laughs> Ask him what I want. I want the one with the shoulder out. So she got it all planned out. She know what she want, right? So she wants <laughs> Patricia Hancock decides that she wants to be cremated. But not only that, she still wants to have a traditional funeral. So she still wants a casket and a service. So she said, get the casket for the people that's used to traditional funerals. I don't want them to not get She not going to be in it, though. I don't want them to get what they not. Get your they, thing. Get your, I want them to get what they get used to. Get your category of funeral. Exactly. I'm like, look, even in depth, she looking out for other motherfuckers. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's who she is. She just won't. She's uh, she's. Selfish and selfless at the same time. It's the craziest shit ever. Because it's like everything that she's asking of you is something that she'll do for you. That's what's crazy. It's like she'll go that far. Like she would be halfway to Alaska, turn around, come back. That's why she asked me. And drive me to New York and then go to Alaska. And I'd be like, Mama, why the fuck did you just do all that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, cuz, baby, that's what family do. And it's like, no, that's too much. <laughs> But that's her. So she was like, I want to have a regular funeral for them. But then I want to be cremated. I want y'all to have necklaces. And I want, you know, the little urn and all that stuff. So it's, okay, so you're just going to force your way into going everywhere I go. I got to put a necklace on. All right, that's cool. I get the necklace. 
Then you want the funeral plus the funeral on top of the funeral. Okay, let's go. Okay, we got it. <laughs> you want the double funeral. My brother. Your mama want a double funeral. My brother, yeah, she want two funerals. She want a double this, funeral. This is pack going out. She want two of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So my brother is like, well, I don't, he don't want to do the cremation. It's like, what? It's, it's not your body. You got to do it, bro. It's, it's just what, he has a vision. How his mom feels. He's already painted his picture. His head. Oh, he has. He knows how he wants to honor his mom, and it's like, well, she so, already kind of had an idea of what she wanted to do. So how selfish are you? <laughs> like, nigga, that you just gonna be like, fuck what she said. We gonna do this. I want doves with the angels put her in the clouds. <laughs> like, I was like, nigga, no, she don't want all that. This right. is what she wants. So. Here's where the problem comes in. We get into a big argument because <laughs> the funeral service is Sunday. We cremated on Wednesday. My brother out Thursday and flips a bitch. He never knew? No, no, no. He knew. We had already discussed what was going to happen. The thing is, my mama said that we were to all discuss it, but the final decision was to be made by my little sister. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to be allowed at Thanksgiving dinner next year after this episode. <laughs> but, you know, they like, uh, so she makes the final decision. She makes the decision. She say, yo, I'm going to get the cremation done. I need you to come with me. I can't do this by myself. Worst shit I ever did in my life, bro. Like, I have never in my life experienced no shit like that. This was the weirdest shit ever, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you ever have to deal with this situation with somebody getting cremated, nigga, do not go to the crematorium. This is the worst place you can ever go. So I pull up. Outside, right? We 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 get to the door. We knock on the door. We go in, and it's like, dude, the smell. When I fucking crossed the threshold, nigga, I puked immediately. Like I didn't get a word out, nothing. When I walked through that door, that shit hit me, and I puked immediately. And just to show you how fucked up the smell is, this isn't the first time that's happened. Because when I puked, he was like, oh, it's all good. He was, dude wasn't alarmed. That's what happened. He, yeah, he's used to this. That happens. He was like, oh, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Somebody get that up. Just come with me in the office. <laughs> we walked right past it and went in the office. Now, this nigga, I see when he opens the door, I see the furnace and I see him, he comes out. Now we walk past and go into the office. He stick his hand out to shake my hand. I'm like, nigga, no. I'm not shaking your hand. Like, I didn't say nothing. I just didn't reach back. And he was like, he kept like moving forward. I was like, and I finally was like, I'm not shaking your hand. He was like, what? I was like, man, come on, bro. You been back there burning bodies all day like... 
Yeah, like you can, I saw you come fresh out of there. I didn't see you wash your hands, no shit. It's all kind of body dust on you. Like, I'm good. That's like, the hand you lit the match with. You can see the dust from people's body on his lab coat, nigga. It's just all different. I'm like, I'm good. I don't even want to be here. I don't even want to talk to you. You're a creepy nigga to me. The fact that you took this job or you've made this a profession makes me feel like you're just a creepy and motherfucker. And you work by yourself. Dude. Like it's, it's just, it's just you. no, it's a, it was some other niggas back there, but they all had little blue lab coats on. They just they just back there chucking motherfuckers day, in the bro. fire all day. Like normal this is day. they that's is they day. And he talking to me about it like it's nothing. Like yeah, man. So well, what we can do is you know what I'm saying. Like you know, I can I can I I can put her in there. I can put her in there today. Get it done. Get 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 the. Um, ashes for you, get you ready, had get you right out of there. And I'm like, you know, cause you know, he's like, we already got her back there. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, just slow that. So like, pump your brakes. Like, just hold on. Like, let me peel back for a second. Cause you literally telling, talking to me about going back in and throwing my mom in the furnace. Like, just, can you slow down for a minute? Let me pull it together. And he like, oh yeah, yeah it's all good. So I I you know processed the whole thing, so then we started going back talking again. He like, well, we gonna do this, and we want to put the you know we gonna. He was like, oh, you know, if we want, we can dress her. I can embalm her. We can do a regular funeral. I'm like, I'm like, nah, ain't no point in waiting till Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and do it now. Get it out the way. You know what I'm saying? Let's get that part done and get it over with, and move past it. So. We go ahead and go with it. You know what I'm saying? Now, we about to leave up out of there. We walking, you know, and, like, you can see the furnace, like, letting out smoke. And, and we, like, driving. I'm, like, trying not to drive through it because I'm, like, that's people, nigga. Like, their essence. It just was weird, bro. Like, it was the craziest shit ever. So we, you know, we go, we do all that shit. And, um... So my brother like, yo, y'all cremated her, and before the fucking funeral, what the bad mama? Now my mama already said she wanted to have a closed <laughs> casket. She just wanted a casket there. So I'm like, nigga, what are you mad about? If the casket's gonna be closed, whether it matters if she's in there or not. What are you? You really pissed? She she ain't gonna even be in there, and. It, you Who act knows? like it's a Christmas gift. Like a nigga gonna walk over and shake the cast. Like, I don't hear nobody in there. Like, fuck out of here, bro. Like, she don't need to be in there. Put the, put the urn in there, nigga, if you want somebody to be in there. Like, come on. Like, you tripping, bro. Like, you just want to be upset about something. And I get it. Like, she didn't get killed or no shit like that. The doctor didn't fuck up. There's nobody to blame. There's nobody to be mad at. So you're looking for something to be mad about, somewhere to let this frustration out. And what you really need to do is just deal with the pain and face the fact that she's gone. And there's nobody to blame or nobody to argue with. Just let it go, because we argued about dumb shit. You're mad that she's not going to be in the closed casket? Like, come on, bro. You're not mad about that, for real. That's not what you're upset about. You you let it go. You're just angry your mama's gone. Yeah. Then the next thing is the necklaces. These necklaces keep coming the fuck up. 
So now the necklaces is back. Because we figured the necklaces is for the, the brothers and sisters, her siblings, and then her children, our siblings. So that's it. Not my grandkids. <laughs> not, you know, and if anybody else wants one, then you just buy you one. Oh, no. The whole family wants one. They want to stick. When my sister gave me the list of how many of these motherfuckers we got to buy. $35 a piece now. When she gives me the list of how many of them we got to buy, it is 67 names on the list. I said, come on, baby girl. There's no way in here. You tripping. 67? I'm like, nigga, mommy was 5'2". It ain't that much it's body dust to go in all of it. Like, that's not, dust. Dust to go, that's not enough dust to go around. We lacking dust. Come on, bro. Like, really? Like, once we get past, like, when you look at an obituary, they say certain people's names. Right. Then it says a host of nieces. And if you in the host, you don't get your one. name not there for a reason. You don't get one. I don't mean no disrespect, family. I'm just saying. Special thanks to If you are part of the host of nieces, and you don't get a necklace. Unless you want to buy that motherfucker yourself. For 35 U.S. dollars. For 35 U.S. dollars. Go ahead. Why we arguing about it? Get you one. But, come on, man. How, like, and then, oh, I'm thinking they're going to give me my necklace. With the dust already in it. Right. Oh no. Then put your own dust in there. This nigga gave us a Ziploc bag with our mama in it. That's the processor? He gave us a big ass freezer, Ziploc freezer bag. It, that's, that's basically what it is. It's a big ass bag, a plastic bag with the remains of your, and you put it in the urn, that pretty shit that they give you that you pay a hundred something dollars for. You put that in there yourself. Now, the thing that I have, I don't know, some of y'all probably seen the little necklace Billy be wearing. It's a little cylinder. Mm-hmm. Pops in there. You know what I'm saying? He did, like, that was the only person I've ever seen with that shit. Yeah, me too. Other than when my mama said the shit. So, it's, it's not as big as this lighter. It's not. So it's smaller. Now he's telling me, he gives me the bag. I said, what is this, bro? He was like, that's the remains or the, the, the ashes, whatever they call it. So I'm like, what? Like you just gave me my mama in a Ziploc bag. Like you, and, and so not only do I have to do my, everybody has to do their own liquor. So you want me to ride around with my mama in the car like a, quarter pound reefer and distribute her like a quarter kilo. Yeah, you want me to go distribute a little bit of her to everybody in the family so they can put a little dust in their necklace. Man, what the fuck? Y'all don't do this shit for us. First of all, now my sister I think was a little upset with me because I said, bro, I'm not putting my hand in there. And she was like, what what do you mean? I said, I'm not putting my hand in my mama's body dust, nigga. Like you have to literally dip into the shit. I was like I, I love my mom to death, but that's 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 a bit much. I I don't. I, that's like, what? I guess they want you to know that 
that is actually her, so you do it yourself. Man, fuck that. I trust you. <clears throat> you know, and I love my mom, but that's just too much. That's a bit much, bro. Like, because what about the little bit that's left? Do I wash that off? Like, how do you handle oh, the man. dust that's left on your head? And I'm not even trying to be funny. This is just, I, I, this is my, my, this is my way. You want it all. When shit is awkward, I laugh about it. You can't blow but the rest off. You got. You can't. You can't. It's still hurt. I just gotta let it sit there until it like go away. I can't wash it. It ain't gonna I go can't away. Blow it. You know, like it's uh, anyway. So that was that whole thing, like with the necklaces. The necklaces was just kept being a thing, and so it just, you know, it was what it was, man. It just started getting all of that was like just a lot to deal with. Then it went from that to dealing with how everybody else was dealing with it. Then from that to dealing with it came time to deal with it by myself. And the face and that's when shit got real. And that's when I found myself like alone and fucking confused and like I knew no other way. That's why I texted you that one that one night. I was like, I'm not handling this shit well. Because it's like I had got to a point where it was just like, I was just drinking. And, you know, my boy was, my son was gone. So now the drugs ain't come into play. <laughs> now you got the grief coat. Now I got the grief coat. Right. And it's time to, like, retreat. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't want to be bothered. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I wasn't answering the phone because it was like I didn't know what to say. And then, you know, niggas asking the wrong questions. So what happened? Nigga, you want me to walk you through it? You want to play by play? Nigga, what right. the fuck I look like? Marv Albert? Fuck out of <laughs> Like, niggas is asking, you know, everybody trying to break you everywhere you go. So I stopped going out. It's like because when you lose somebody, people get this thing to where they want to make you cry. They like, like I don't know if it's on purpose or if they just feel like that's what's supposed to happen. Right. Like, like oh, I, this nigga holding it in. Let me, let me help him release. Him. Right. Say like, no, nah, nigga, fuck out of here. Then you know that's when niggas start giving you the twenty minute hugs, and the shake hug, where they shake you a little bit. Of shit. Hey man, it's alright, bro. You can let it go, bro. You can let it go. It's alright. No, it's not alright, nigga. We are in KFC's bathroom, right. and I'm finna let it go in here. Fuck you. I don't even know if this is sanitary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody just wanted to get it about you. And so it's like, it got to a point where, like, no, nigga, we're not doing that. So I just stayed in the house. And it's like, I didn't want to come out. Then, you know, it's like dealing with that shit. And it's like, it started getting, you know, more and more intense. Because it's like, you want to talk, but then you don't want to talk. So then it's like, well, what do I do? This, well, I'm going to numb it. I'm going to go get drunk. And then now it's like, well, I don't want to get drunk in public because I might do something stupid. Then it's like, now you're just sitting in the house. Once you become a closet drunk sitting in the house, that's when shit get real retarded. Right. So it just was like, I got to a point where, you know what I'm saying, I realized that I had to, I had to stop it. Because like I was in, I was in my dark place and I was saying to myself, once everything go back to normal, I'm going to be good. This going to pass. This time going to pass. This moment going to pass. And it's going to go back to normal. It wasn't until I realized that it wasn't going to go back to normal. 
that I was able to pull myself out of it. Otherwise, I would have stayed in that same place simply because I would have kept waiting for everything to go back to normal. And that's not what it does. That it doesn't, because she's not coming back. That's normal. Mm -hmm. There's no going back to normal. So I had to learn to live in my new normal. And that was what saved me and what made me go, hey, fool, get up, man. Like, you're tripping. I wasn't doing comedy. I had completely disappeared on social media. You know what I'm saying? I already don't do a lot of shit on there anyway. I was completely gone. I wasn't talking to nobody on the phone. I wasn't booking no dates. I wasn't doing no shows. I wasn't talking to people personally. Like, I wasn't going out. It just was like, I'm going to hide until things get back to normal. And then when things get back to normal, I'm going to come back out. And I'm going to be ready. And everybody's going to be. And it's like, nigga, that's not happening. That's not going to happen. What you have to do is face this new normal and deal with this new reality that is that is yours. And it's like, that was it. And once I realized that, you know what I'm saying, and after a couple of suicide attempts, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I realized, you know, you ever have one of the moments where you're like, somebody from that night, either I'm going to leave here or a, an, an, what's the word, incarnation, or a, a, a me is going to die, if not me. A piece of me, a part you know of me. Saying? There's going to be a new me born. And I think I had one of those moments where it's like... Reincarnation? Yeah, I'm going to see what happens. And if I, if I live through that, then that means the old me is dead, and it's time for me to move forward fresh and new. And I'm still here, so what I came to the conclusion is that old me is gone. And there's a new me that's about to hit these streets. That's, I think, the me I should have been and the me. Like, I understand things a lot differently now. I think this whole thing was an opening, an eye-opening experience for me in a way that nothing else could have been. You know what I'm saying? It's like my mama helped me out even on her way out. Even leaving me, there was a lesson that she taught me. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 crazy. It's it's, it's it, it you know, I get kinda deep with it, but I like that going to all that. But it's like it definitely was a um, a lesson learned and something that I needed, which is nuts. You know what I'm saying? To say that, like, even in the end, like, she was doing something for us where we felt like her leaving us was a, a issue. It was like, it's really helping to shape all of us because it's, although, because, you know, I just talked about the little incidents we had, but it's like after going through all that and pulling through after the service and all that, it's like everything been... We tighter than we ever been. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't see it being one of those things where it's just like, you know how the funeral's still fresh. So everybody keeping in touch. Like, nah, this shit, this shit was an eye-opening experience and a coming together that we all needed. And it's almost as if she saw 
this as a way to solve a lot of problems and bring us all together. And, like, <laughs> so it was like her in the end, like I said, being as selfless as possible. It's like, even though it seems like I'm leaving out of selfishness because I don't want to be in pain no more. This is really for y'all because me being gone and y'all not having me to turn to individually is going to make you turn to each other collectively. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because like, I got some videos I found on my phone from when my mom was at a show with me like two years ago. And she said that. She was like, when I go, yeah, it's gonna bring y'all together, and, and I'm gonna find y'all gonna finally understand. And like that was, like, I seen that in the end when I know when I realized she wasn't gonna put up a fight. I'm just like, mm -mm. they need this. This is meant to be. This is the time. It's time for everybody to. It's time for y'all to figure it out. Right. And any further from now might be too late. So. I'm going to go get up out of here and let y'all have that. And I trust y'all going to get it done. And I do, too. I think we're going to get it done. We're getting it done. I'm getting back out of here. Welcome back, back, baby. I do my first show in, like, two weeks since it all went down. Man, we're glad to have you back, man. Hey, man, we I'm brought it back. I'm back. I'm back in the booth. Back in the booth, man. Hey, man, it was another episode of Did You Miss Me, Damn Fool. Aired it out for us, man. Got it off his chest. And got, got a chance to experience, uh, let you guys experience what he dealt with over the last few weeks. Thank you guys for rocking with us. And uh, we appreciate the prayers for uh, Damn Fool. And yeah, much love. Appreciate all of that, man. Everybody that shouted me out. Everybody that went on the Facebook, the Instagram, the emails, the personal text, the personal uh, DMs. Like, you know, if I could go through everybody, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, some of you I will shout out later on some of some of the later episodes just, you know, because I, I, like, it's really some of the messages that I got really touched and inspired me and helped me pull myself out of that place I was, I was just talking about. So I appreciate y'all. So I will be, you know, shouting some of those people out uh, in the near future. But I really appreciate that love. And, of course, you know, my family. Y'all niggas, like... You know, my brothers, for real. I, this this experience also taught me a lot about loyalty and people who fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that I thought fucked with me didn't fuck with me like I thought. You know what I'm saying? And it was the, even the funeral itself, like just being there by myself, in a sense. Because, you know, I was with my brothers and sisters and them, but they there with their wives and stuff. Right. And it was just like being there by myself. And for some of the reasons why that I was, it was just like, really? Come on, man. Like, it just it was like, okay, I see who rock with me and who don't. You know what I'm saying? And shit like that. So, it just, this whole experience, like, it just was a lot. And it was a learning experience. It was weird, you know what I'm saying? Like, that you would learn something from this type of situation. But it was crazy, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I don't think I've cried in as much in my lifetime or felt as much grief or as much pain. And it's like, that was so weird to me because I'm just always been such a, like, you know, nothing phases me type person. Not even that. More so just strong. You know what I'm saying? And then that 
backfires on you being a strong person. You know what I'm saying? I bet. I know I'm supposed to mm-hmm. do that. But, like, that can backfire on you at times being strong because it's like people tend to think a fool good. He don't need, you know what I'm saying, to talk about it or nothing. Like, you know, when it comes to shit like this, he always, like, because you always that nigga that talks to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's hard being the nigga that everybody talk to but nobody listen to. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's it's weird. Because a lot of times people just be like, are oh, you good? You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, the people that you want to reach out to you or that you want to talk to or that you reach out to. Like, hey, listen, I want, can we talk? And, you know, it's like, they, they, you know, I had a couple people blow me off or not answer that comment. And it's like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, there's motherfuckers I'm trying not to talk to because I don't, you know what I mean? I'm the nigga, the motherfucker I want to talk to, you don't want to be bothered. It's mm-hmm. like, that type of shit just was, it just was shit like that. Like, okay. Then you figure out or you hear what the reasons are. You're like, oh, okay, well, all right. Yeah. I feel you. But, you know, it is what it is, man. You live and you learn. That's yeah, what man. this shit is all about. But I appreciate everybody that was there and that stood by your boy. And those of you who I still haven't called back yet, <laughs> don't be mad at me. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I don't fuck with you. I just, you know, didn't want to talk to nobody at one point. You know what I'm saying? They get it. Let that man breathe. You know, for some a people call you like, no, nigga, it's me. You go answer the phone. No, nigga, I know it's no, you. No, I know it's you. <laughs> I still want to talk. I still love you, right. but I'm not answering the phone. Sorry. Great, man. Another great episode, man, of Did You Miss Me, man. I'm D-Lay. It's your boy, Dale Fool. Hey, man. Back in the building. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming back, man. Thank you, bro. Can't do the shit without you, man. Hey, man. I can't do it without y'all. We're going to keep putting it out there, man. We're going to keep putting it out, y'all. All up in your goddamn face, man. Did you miss me? We'll see y'all next time. Yeah.